The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that, of course, means that you are listening to a Crowncast. And uh, it's a post-react. It's a post-react for a much, much, much needed win. 3-0 over uh, the DC United team that we started the season out against. And uh, 3-0 is a wonderful score, but it's not only wonderful for Charlotte FC. It was also predicted by my guest for this particular post-react, and that is Josh from Banks, Beers, and Soccer. Hello, Josh. Hey, Logan. How are you doing? Uh, I'm doing really, really well because this is the results we like to see, right? Uh, Yes. You know, we we go into this team always always hoping for the ideal and always hoping for the wins and and today we got it in really 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 good fashion and we get to make a quick announcement because unfortunately although we were there for the Columbus Crew match there was not a Columbus Crew match there was 16 minutes of a match and as a result we did not put out a post react so it's been a little while since we talked to you but that means we can say it we can put it out into the world. The Crown Cast is now officially media for Charlotte FC. We are not just sponsored. We are not just out here working with the Queen City Podcast Network, although we love our sponsors and we have uh, so many ways to say thank you to the Queen City Podcast Network, but we are now on the sidelines. We are right there. We get to take pictures of the fans and the team. We get to start interviewing players after the matches. We get to be in the press box and all of that stuff means that we get to uh, bring out more more good things for you, the listeners. Uh, we are going to start doing little quick lives before the matches. Uh, you'll get to see us in the press box, in the tunnel, and hopefully you'll get to see some really cool things behind the scenes. And we are so excited to bring that to you. But I do think we have to get into what was a really, really dominant performance by the Charlotte FC. Josh. You know how the sort of standard format works. We do crowns and cards, and we're throwing cards out the window. 3-0 win. We only do crowns. Would you like to take uh, your first crown of the of the evening? Sure. So my first crown is going to go to Mackenzie Gaines. I thought he was tremendous in this game, and I know that that might be a little bit of a controversial uh, position to take. I can I can say from where I was in the supporters section, I think that Gaines is um, not always the most popular yeah. player, but I thought he was really, really, really good yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good shout out. You know, one of the things that we we talked about sort of off mic to Justin and I, who unfortunately could not be here, so we thank you for for joining us. Uh, is that Mackenzie Gaines looks to be sort of settling in on that side with Harrison Awful. And uh, I think it's a good shout out. I think even if you look back to the 16 minutes we played at Columbus, if I had to pick a, or at Columbus against Columbus, if I had to pick a crown from that 16 minutes, he was the guy giving, giving the other team problems. And he looked like he was out there really trying to probe and find a way to, to give the problems today. Or was there anything about this match in particular you really liked about his play? Yeah, I, I think the things that McKenzie does really well are, one is his pace. Um, two, 
is his runs in behind uh, back lines. I think it's a really underrated part of his game and one that um, people kind of take for granted. But I really do think he's one of, if not maybe the best at that on this team right now. Um, and the other thing that, you know, I I don't know if I'd be called a, a Gaines uh, defender or anything, but I have tried to make the point online and elsewhere that he's 24, but he's really inexperienced when it comes to playing time. Um, I think going into the game yesterday, he had just over 2,200 career minutes, which is about 2590s so or 25 full games. Um, so a lot of the, the, the complaints that you hear about Gaines are going to be, you know, end product, decision-making in the final third, all those good things, which are fair. Uh, but I think that that comes with playing time, and he hasn't had it. And I think the more playing time he's getting, I think we're starting to see uh, spurts of him getting better in those areas, of making the right decision when he makes that good run behind, when he, you know, dribbles past someone. It's not there all the way yet, and there are still some frustrating moments, but... I think he was starting to put it together a lot during that game. And I, I think he's actually really unfortunate not to have another assist or maybe even a goal uh, last game, last night. Yeah. I mean, I, I think everything you call out there is, is good to call out. I mean, he is 24 and, you know, we talk about that, that is sort of the going into prime age, but I do think one of the things that makes me feel like this is a good crown is you, you can actually see his, I'm going to call it game by game improvement. And uh, there are definitely question marks looming over him. I think it would be silly not to acknowledge those things, but I do think his performance in this game deserves the crown that we are handing out. Um, I am going to jump into my first crown and my first crown is going to go to the young Quinn McNeil. And that might sound easy because man of the match obviously scores his first goal. But the own goal was, I'm not going to say created by Quinn McNeil, but it was certainly the issue was forced by Quinn McNeil. And I think I am starting to see uh, the really, really impressive engine that Quinn McNeil has in this team. He is consistently harrying. He is consistently chasing open space. He is consistently closing down uh, the other team. He is consistently looking for where he can be helpful. Uh, we got the chance to talk to him in the uh, interviews post. And obviously, huge day for him. You know, he gets his first MLS goal. And his mentality, his thought process was, I'm making these runs to help my team. And, you know, he openly said, goal is not my first priority uh, and I don't know, maybe maybe he should think about it a little bit more. Maybe he develops into that run into the box a little bit later, um, a place where we see his partner in this match, Ben Bender, have scored from. But his mentality is so much about helping his teammates. His mentality is so much about supporting the other players on the field, about making runs to pull people away about closing down and helping create an effective press or an effective defense. And especially up there from the media box, it is so easy to see the work that he puts in. And there are a lot of uh, statements that can be made, you know, how's his passing? Has he learned how to cut out, you know, this or that yet? And I think 
certainly that stuff is coming. But the just work rate that this guy puts in, the desire he has to be with the team, coupled by the skill that we are starting to see, there's yeah. always a statement that getting a, a tap-in goal is luck. And it wasn't, it was a tap-in, but it wasn't, you know, we've seen people miss easier shots than that. Getting that forced own goal was not luck. And as a result, uh, I really think he he played himself off the pitch and put himself, uh, he did himself proud. You want to get in on this, Josh? Yeah, I was just going to say, I will be the first to admit that um, I was wrong about him for this game. Um, I I had had the feeling that he maybe needed or could do with a time on the bench. Um, granted, I'm not quite sure what other midfielders we have at this point, and that's a whole other discussion. We have um, this guy named Yordi, Yorgi something. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. He, he, <laughs> he got like a couple minutes last night, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, McNeil, I thought, had his best game for sure um, since probably his first start in MLS or his first couple games out. Um, I was sitting in the supporter section. So, you know, if you've ever sat there, it can kind of be hard to see full-time movements with the flags and people going nuts and just your position on the field. Um, but I do see a lot of what you're saying where there is, there is runs into the box. He does, I think he does a really good job of placing himself within the pitch to support players um, as an outlet for a pass or as someone that they can look to when they're coming under pressure. Uh, it was great to see him get that first goal. I agree with you about the own goal. You know, I think that, I think we can kind of, I think it was Swiderski who maybe gets the ball sort of in there as well. So maybe, you know, split the the, uh, praise, the praise for both there, of them yeah. there. Yeah. Especially because Swiderski gets his, well, we may talk about that shortly. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll, but, we'll keep it on McNeil for now. But yeah, McNeil, I thought, did a really good job of just being there at the goal to, to force the, the defender to have to do something. And, you know, it turned out really well for us. Um, you know, I don't know much about McNeil or and his history. You know, I, I really like many of the Charlotte fans. Probably, I'm just now seeing him as he's come into this side. Um, I am looking at him right now. You know, he's only 23. First, I'm assuming professional year, maybe a second. I'm not quite sure, but he does look to have some intriguing skills in this in this team. Um, and that engine you talk about, I'm I'm always sort of a sucker for a guy who has a good engine. I think mm -hmm. that's one of the things that drew me to Alan Franco when he was here. Um, yep. So, you know, if you're not running around with your, you know, head cut off, so to speak, I don't like that. But if you if you have a very um, tangible impact with just your energy on the field and you know where you're supposed to be and you're making sure you're there, um, I can always get behind you. Yeah. And I'll I'll say just this last thing and then I, I will get off waxing lyrical about uh maybe i should not use that turn of phrase um then i will stop waxing lyrical about quinn mcneil and that is you know one of the players who we saw this huge engine on was td ortiz td ortiz was always buzzing about and it never really felt like it was buzzing to or from anywhere it always just sort of felt like buzzing and uh, i really do think quinn mcneil has that that engine that goes to support his team and in a in a team like the one we saw last night where 
we saw them really try and push high and press and win the ball back in the midfield, that energy, I, I don't think it works without him. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and move us along, Josh. Uh, you have your second crown. Who would you like to highlight tonight? This is probably another obvious one, um, but it, it's Swiderski. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, coming into this game, I, I thought it was interesting. I'd seen some people, you know, on the internet, on Twitter, as you do, maybe questioning, you know, Swiderski's role or, or his form and all that. And, you know, I we can have healthy disagreements about players. I love that as a fan base, but I don't really understand how you can watch Carol Swiderski play and think that he shouldn't be a starter and that he's not, I think he's, he's definitely our best technical player in my opinion. Um, if you want to make a, a, a case for someone like Shinyashiki just because of the impact he's had since the trade, I'll hear it. But I think Swiderski is our best player. He's just everywhere. You know, if he needs to drop back and pick up the ball, he can do that. If he needs a dribble, he can do that. He makes runs. Um, he's scoring. You know, he got a goal last night. Uh, he just, I think we're really lucky to have a, a forward like him. And I think as long as we keep building talent around him, I think the goals are going to come. He's just too technical, technically skilled for, for it not to happen. Um, and he should be the first name on the sheet as long as he's healthy every single game. Uh, yeah, this is one that I think I can I can weigh in on and say uh, I, I do have my gripes with Carol Swiderski. Uh, I do think technically he's one of the best players on our our team. I do think he should be in the starting eleven. Uh, I do think he has goals in those uh, incredibly green boots of his. Uh, I, I do have some fights about the fact that it's clear to me now uh, defenders are letting him turn to his right foot. They're just leaving it open. And we did, or we are seeing him, I think, address that. We saw him try to, to take that space in this one and take a shot off of his right. It didn't really work. Uh, but one of the things that I think is clear, or I hope is clear to people, is how threatening his technique is in the box uh, because every time he gets the ball anywhere near the box, two people are closing him down like they are desperate to stop him from doing anything. Um, it, one of the things that is that does show about his technique and about his prowess and about his his ability to be dangerous is other teams give him a lot of respect. And I, I do think we're going to nar- start needing to see more of those McNeil runs through the box, uh, more of that distraction, more more people in that area, because he does look like he's on a bit of an island up there. And a lot of the 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 work that he's done is making chances for himself. Uh, I know Josh, you'll probably want to get on this. You wanna you wanna tag something on? I I, th- I think you make some good points. You know, um, actually, I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't noticed, I guess, maybe his um, footedness. So it's something that I actually kind of want to look into now and see, you know, what you're talking about, because I, I haven't, that hasn't jumped out to me. Um, but it's probably a good point um, about him. He is still learning the league. I think my biggest gripe with him, and, I, and I'm not trying to say he's a, a perfect player by any means. My biggest oh, gripe yeah. with him right now is I do think that there are times when he drops 
too deep to get involved. And I think that stems from frustration. I think he's a very emotional player, which, you know, I like as a fan. I like my players to show that they care. But I do see how that can rub some people the wrong way. And I think that if you have a guy like McNeil, um, maybe even a Ben Bender, who he feels is more able to link the play from the back to the front, I'm hoping that he's not going to continue to drop so deep so often because I think we need him to be closer to the box. We need him making runs at people rather than being around the center circle. It's great that he's willing to do that, but at the end of the day, we're paying him to score goals. Um, And that's what we need him to be doing. You know, I, I, I will sort of die on the hill that I think a big thing with him is I'm not sure he's surrounded by the type of talent that will show his, you know, show his his talents the most right now, and specifically in that in that ten spot. You know, all the fans are crying out for a ten. A lot of, you know, I'm sort of there with them. I think we could get away with just any sort of midfield help, but I think when we get someone who's better able to give him the ball up the pitch, I think we'll even start to see more from him in this in this team. Yeah, uh, I think that is a good shout out. And I guess that uh, leaves me with my final crown. And I am looking around the pitch and I feel like there are a couple of the usual suspects that deserve it. Um, uh, I will probably save some of those for the Wednesday cast because I think we can get into a little bit more discussion of the midfield on that uh, on that platform. I'm going to go with Christian Kalina. Um, Christian Kalina might be a bit of an odd choice because he didn't have a lot to do in this game. But this is a guy who, in my opinion, puts in a good shift. He does make a couple of good uh, saves, even though one of them is technically offsides. But there is something about the quality of that goalkeeper that if you watch our back line, they look back at Christian Kalina and go, we're covered. There is a confidence that is inspired in the rest of the team. And if you don't believe me, look at the confidence that is inspired in the fans. Like the team has to sort of be professional and has their head down. And and maybe you're not used to seeing, you know, how people play when they have confidence in what's behind them. But the fans are very clear about, you know, showing their confidence in someone. And even despite the fact that we had that, let's call it what it was, atrocious loss to Toronto. I didn't see that confidence waver in our defensive line. I didn't see that confidence waver in Christian Kalina. Uh, And as a result, we are capable of pushing up the field and starting to close in an admittedly not great team in DC United. But I I don't want to say that what we did has no bearing. I do think you have to put it into some machine that tells you, you know, you have to think about your opponent too. It it would be different trying to do this against, you know, Manchester City, one of the greatest football clubs of all time. But we were able to push up the field. And a lot of the reason we were able to do that is the confidence the back line has to move up. And uh, it can be very difficult to defend that way if, you look back and you don't see confidence behind you. Uh, he does get another clean sheet. I think it's one that he is 
he has earned. I think it's well-deserved by the whole defense, but him in particular. Uh, and I think it's good to see him back to sort of standing tall ways after what I was worried was a loss that could really take the wind out of his sails. Uh, Josh, do you want to get in on this at all? I, I thought he had a good game. Um, you know, some sometimes yeah, I, I, maybe it's a cliche or, or maybe it's not, but sometimes people will talk about, you know, in a game where a goalkeeper actually doesn't face a lot of shots, sometimes there can be that lapse of concentration when it does come time for him to do something. Um, that save that he made on the offside, I'll, I'll call it a save because he at the time doesn't know that it's offsides, uh, was really good. Um, I thought late in the game, he had a couple times when he came out for crosses and was really strong in the air, getting them out, which I have had some concerns in the past with him. I thought this was actually a good bounce back game for him. I, I do think over the past few games, his form has dipped a little bit. Obviously, you could say that maybe about the whole team. And I know the Toronto game sort of skews everything. But I think he got off to a really flying start in MLS. And I think around maybe game 18, 19, that form dipped just a little as any players will. But I thought this was a return to a really good version of, of Kalina. There are still some times when he scares me a little bit with his distribution um, and his decision-making in that aspect. But that's really, I'm, I'm nitpicking here. I'm not not oh, trying yeah. to take anything away from him. And yeah, I agree I mean, with you, you know, with, with the, sorry, I was just going to say with the um, supporters, every time he touches the ball, I mean, you got people bowing, you have people yelling his name, you know, all that good stuff is happening. And that's not always the case with goalkeepers. I mean, as a, as an Arsenal fan, I can, you know, I can talk about the days of Flapiansky and Chesney before he became actually good at goalkeeping uh, and the confidence that, you know, the fans had in those two. So that's not always the case. And it, it's really good that he, for the most part, he does um, back up that confidence that the fans place in him. Yeah. I, I think he, he presents himself really well. And one of the things that I think you, you highlighted very intelligently is he is learning how to be a modern keeper. Uh, he's a good shot stopper. We know that. Modern keepers really command their whole box, not just stopping shots that are coming at them. They they command themselves in the air. They command their defenses. And one of the things that you said and is really important is they distribute the ball well. And I think it is a clear goal for Christian Kalina over this year to learn and develop, whether that was set in place by MAR, whether that was set in place by uh, well, I, I believe whether it was set in place by himself or MAR, he is he is showing an attempt to continue to learn that distribution. And we've seen it fail, uh, but I am seeing a lot of really good stuff out of, out of him that is pointing towards him being a, a modern, really effective keeper. Uh, Josh, you want to put something in on this one? I think your point about the distribution and his work on it is just a really good one. And and I just want to piggyback off of that and say, even though I do have concerns at times with his distribution, I think it's important to note, I don't think his teammates do. Um, last night, I thought that DC did a really good job of actually closing down Walks, um, who is the better of our distributors from that center back position, in my opinion. And I thought that they really harried Walks. And there were times when 
he almost got caught on the ball and he sort of was looking around trying to figure it out. And Kalina always presents himself as an option for a pass back. It's not always what the fans want, but it is a uh, realistic option at times. And I think that's a big deal too, is that even if from the outside, we may question that distribution, the team has never really stopped trying to play from the back, whether it's, you know, was under Mar, or whether it's now under Latanzio. Um, and when need be, they, it doesn't seem like anyone in that team has an issue with giving Kalina the ball and, and resetting through him. And I think that's just an important thing for, for fans to acknowledge and see, um, with that. Yeah. I think one of the really cool things about this whole, I'm going to call it a project, um, is that it looks like both the team and the fans acknowledge that all of these players are trying to improve at something. And instead of turning on them for when they don't succeed at the thing they're trying to improve on, uh, they praise them for the things they're doing well. And when when the things go bad, as they have twice in this season, uh, in this particular case, there has been a real uh, acknowledgement from the team, from the fans, that we're all here out, out here trying to get better. And I think that's a great way for the club to be looking toward the future, uh, especially in the place we are now as an expansion team. We are going to be doing some growing. There are going to be some growing pains, uh, but we always love it when we get to win 3-0. So I'm going to start to wrap this up. Uh, Josh, if you are familiar with the format, I'm going to ask you to take us away. If you would give us two sentences or less that wraps up this game in your mind, what would they be? We did what we were supposed to do. Uh, yeah, that uh, that is a fantastic uh, headline, if you will. Uh, in fact, uh, I might steal it from you. It is it's a team that we were supposed to beat. We went out, we beat them solidly, and uh, we we love doing that. That is our personal favorite thing. Uh, so we're not done yet. We have more to go. Uh, Charlotte FC is now back to winning ways or at least uh, i believe we're back to winning ways and we will talk to you again after we go and take our next three points from the chicago fire good night queen city podcast